Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Band Practice. I'm Emma. And I'm Madison. And today we're going to be doing an episode all about self-confidence and how to be more confident, um, how to love yourself, and just our journey with our own self-love and self-confidence, and also little tips and tricks that we have for everybody listening. Yeah, I'm super excited to get into this one. I feel like this is an important topic. And obviously, like, I don't know, not like I'm like the expert or anything, but I think it's helpful to hear other people's journey and like their thoughts and experiences. It's just always validating. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we can provide some of that to you today. Yeah. I love hearing like the ups and downs of other people's journey to, it just makes you feel like you're not alone and like everybody Mm -hmm. has highs and lows and yeah, we're going to share everything back from our early childhood up until now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And today we're recording a little differently since we are together. We are pre-recording this and I don't know, this is just cool. We're sitting next to each other (laughs) holding our mics and it just feels very professional. It does. We're at my parents' house and we had these cute little chairs. We made a little set in their office Um, and yeah, we're holding our mics. I feel like a real podcaster. I do too. It's crazy. I'm just waiting. Can everyone like DM us and be like, Madison, move back to Phoenix. That way we can do this every week because... And like the setup for YouTube, if you're watching this, is really cute. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this is just how it should be every week. I know it's it's tempting. It's tempting yeah. for sure. She's got like a lease or whatever. Yeah, to do, there's but. six months left on my lease. Maybe I'll uh, mosey on back over yeah, here. Yeah, it'll be for work. It's for, for work. It's a business move. It is. Yeah, this what I'll tell Ben. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that we really have life updates because we also just recorded a different episode. (laughs) I don't have much new, anything new to say, but we Mm -hmm. did go to Starbucks Mm -hmm. in between doing our Get Ready With Me episode, which if you missed that, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. We did our makeup together and chatted about like some pop culture rumors and gossip. Um, Just to Get Ready With Me with the girlies. It was so fun. Yes, it was really fun. But yeah, we went to Starbucks to get another beverage for this episode. Mm -hmm. We both got the same thing, uh, matcha with vanilla, but I got mine with oat milk. She got hers with almond Almond. milk, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's delicious. Delightful. Matcha is just like the best afternoon caffeine, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, and people hate on Starbucks matcha. I'll be the one to say it. It's delicious. It's It's scrumptious. It's like a little treat. I love it. When I try to get like matcha powder to make matcha at home, I'm like, it tastes too authentic. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I just need to buy the Starbucks matcha powder Yeah, and just call it a day. Mm-hmm. There is like matcha powders that you can read the ingredients and if there's sugar like mixed in with it, then mm-hmm. it tastes like Starbucks. But some of them that are just authentic, bright green matcha, right. it is a little, a little different of a taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just love sugar. So yeah. That's the vibe I'm going for. Yeah. I always add, I make like homemade vanilla at home and I add it to my matchas at home. That mm-hmm. really makes it. You have to sweeten it. Like, yeah, I don't know who these people are trying to, what they're trying to prove, but no, yeah. it's way better sweetened. Like, please be for real. I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, that's our drink. Um, nothing else really to say. Mm-hmm. I guess we could just jump into this one. Yeah, yeah, we won't bore it. you guys in the in the long intros. Yeah, <laughs> just hop right in. Okay. Well, I have my little notes pulled up. I can kick us off if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it away. Um, So I think just when it comes down to like self-confidence, I feel like confidence has to do with like every aspect of your life. But I think traditionally people think of appearance, but it can also be like confidence in your career or 
your relationships. It can really be anything. Mm -hmm. But I think a lack of confidence is like usually boils down to comparison and just like insecurity. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted us to acknowledge that like a lack of self-confidence or insecurity or any of these issues can also typically be like drawn back to like trauma or like traumatic events. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not like tips and tricks can really solve that, but more just like professional help, um, which we encourage you all to do if that feels like the right path for you. But we wanted to share kind of like our tips and tricks um, of things that you can do on your own to just kind of like boost your self-confidence experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is more for the service level, just regular, regular, low confidence Mm -hmm. stuff. But like Emma said, like life altering things can happen or like really rough things in your childhood that maybe go a little bit deeper and listening to a podcast won't help yeah (laughs) you like need therapy babe but um yeah I think this is just like overarching general advice that everybody could take a thing or two from exactly I'm excited for this one and I feel like having a healthy self-esteem is like such a huge important part of life like it affects every aspect of it and I think to have your best life experience, like really building a solid foundation of self-esteem and confidence is important. Yeah. It, it like can affect so many different areas of your life. Like you said, most people think of like just appearance. So if you say you're insecure, maybe somebody just thinks like you just don't think you look good that day, right. but really it can affect like how you show your personality or how you like connect with others. It bleeds into your relationships. Like you said, your career, um your family life your marriage or your relationship like it affects so many things that I feel like a lot of people don't really realize until they work on their Mm self-confidence and then they realize like oh okay yeah that was actually like messing up a lot of my life and leading me to just have a really hard time in like a lot of different areas and that's not how life should be. Right. We should all love ourselves. <laughs> and it's just that easy. Yeah. Choose no, to do it. Choose <laughs> to love yourself. You are beautiful. Everyone is. No, but really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's kind of like our a little introduction to the topic or a little disclaimer. But I also wanted to like, we can like dive deeper into our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think like the biggest insecurities or like lack of self-confidence for me drives from like abandonment issues, particularly within my childhood. I have mommy issues. (laughs) Um, So that's where like that fear of abandonment comes from. And that also created like a lack of self-worth or like I don't understand my value or like expect other people to value me or like be good enough I think is really what it comes down to. I just like had things happen where I just felt like I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's where kind of my lack of self-confidence comes from. Um, But I think, yeah, a lot of my problems were more deep rather than surface level. Not that I thought like I've always been like hot shit or something. Like it's not (laughs) like that. But like I think when it comes to surface level stuff, at least growing up, I never really thought about how other people looked in a way. I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I've never thought like, someone's ugly I've never I don't think I've I hate that word to begin with but Mm -hmm. like I just think everyone has something unique about them and like it's just hard to compare I don't know Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how my perspective was for myself and I just always had fun doing like experimenting with self-expression whether it came to like fashion or makeup or I don't know so I just was never super concerned about my outward appearance 
until like early adulthood where like my body started changing and like I'm super active on social media. And so like comparison kind of would come into the picture every now and then. But I don't know. I think for the most part for me, it's been like deeper or maybe in terms of like career or like going after goals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the the body issues, that definitely comes to me sometimes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Got bit by the bug. <laughs> <laughs> I love your um, – I don't know if we shared this on the podcast before, but when your body started changing and you were like maybe having to buy new clothes or like you just fit differently in your clothes, you texted me and you said it was because – of my juicy plump ass. Yes. <laughs> that's how I had to frame things for myself to like, if like my pants don't fit, because that's mainly what the issue was. I think I just got curvier in certain areas. Uh-huh. And I just, it was so new to me because growing up, I was always, I think I was always underweight, honestly. And like, not for any reason, I just had a really fast metabolism. And that was just like genetically how I was built. And then after graduating college, like I started to fill out and look more, I guess, womanly Mm -hmm. is a polite way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just was to not feel bad about it. I was like, it's because my ass is too fat. And that's a good thing. It's a positive. It's a pro. To me, that's a pro. And so, yeah, I don't want my pants to fit. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) You got to have something to hold that juicy ass in. And if if the pants aren't doing it, then the pants aren't doing it. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like the idea of like your clothes should fit you you shouldn't work to fit the clothes yes exactly I had to learn that too yeah I love just like reframing your thoughts like that I feel like we'll get more into that later in the episode mm-hmm. but it's just the little things that all add up like nothing changed about your reality but it was just like how you looked at the situation I like and um yeah reframed it in your mind to be mm-hmm. like no this ass is juicy and I love it like literally <laughs> it's my best asset <laughs> It's like literally not even like an ex- it's it's a very average bum, but <laughs> sometimes you have to convince yourself it's not to uh, once again enjoy your reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I love that. Just don't want anyone to have high expectations, and then you like meet me for some reason, and you're like let down. Where's the juicy ass? <laughs> Where is it? Is the ass in the room with us right now? <laughs> oh my so god! So good. Um. Yeah, well, that wrapped your. Yeah, <laughs> it started with abandonment issues and it ended with like, a juicy ass, literally. and that's how it be sometimes. Mm-hmm. That was really, really telling. I love that. Um, okay, um, my experience is actually kind of similar to yours. I feel like my baseline for confidence was maybe higher than average just because of my upbringing my parents were always super adamant about like you can do whatever you want and like we'll help you do it like Mm. you literally can do or be whatever you want to be and I feel like obviously a lot of people don't have the privilege of growing up that way and I think some people kind of start off on the wrong foot because they live in actually the opposite environment where it's like you're not good enough to do that you can't do that like that's just not going to work for you so I was very blessed to have that experience growing up and I feel like the way I was brought up did have a big effect on my confidence Mm -hmm. um but like you it was always like I didn't really think about my appearance I didn't think about other people's appearances like you said I wasn't ranking people in my head about how attractive they were like it just didn't truly didn't even cross my mind until like high school or so probably um so all throughout like early childhood elementary school it just like wasn't even a factor for me. Like I was just naturally confident and didn't really have any issues with it. Um, And then in middle school, I started having 
some confidence issues like we all do in middle school. Like middle school is so rough. It is. I would bet or I would argue that it was harder than high school for me. And oh, high school sure. was a shit show. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but middle school was so hard. And I kind of started to be more insecure about like my personality or like my mm. character. I like I think it made me extremely shy. I was already a naturally shy person, but I was scared to like speak up in class or like make new friends because I just felt like I was boring or like I didn't want to look stupid in class if like I answered a question. So I just really kept to myself and wasn't very confident about like who I was as a, per- as a person um because like that's when I feel like you start noticing all those things like you start growing up and like having identity issues or just like realizing that you are a human being and you're like, what is going on? Um, So that was my middle school experience. And then in high school, I started to get more confident again, I feel like. And what really helped me was starting my YouTube channel. Um, Mm -hmm. I started making videos when I was probably like 14, 15. I don't know. It was like sophomore year, I think. And like I said, I was more insecure about like my personality, my hobbies, my interests, my intelligence. And so finding something that I was passionate about and that like fulfilled me really helped mm-hmm. me build confidence. Um, and it just gave me something to like do and work on and think about that wasn't like my appearance or how I was being perceived. Right. And it sounds ironic because it is like you're filming yourself and you're editing and you're posting online. And for a lot of people, I guess that the thought of that can make them feel insecure. But for me, it was the opposite. It gave me like such a boost of confidence. And that's carried on even with like this podcast. Like I'm always trying new things or like posting on TikTok, um, trying new things and like putting myself out there, even when it's sometimes a little bit scary. Like when we were first starting this podcast, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like talking for like an hour straight. Oh my gosh. But then you do it and you realize that like, even if you do fail, it's not that bad. And you're probably not going to fail anyways. Like you're you're probably going to be good at it or like it or find joy in it, even if you don't. Like our podcast isn't the biggest podcast in the world, but I wouldn't say it's a failure. I'd say it's a great success. We love it. We love working on it. So just realizing that like your option, your worst option is failure and failure really isn't that bad has always been comforting to me. And just putting myself out there and continuing to try new things. And yeah, that's always just really helped me feel more confident and like secure in who I am. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, the touching on like failure, like I would rather quote unquote fail at like a bunch of different things or hobbies or whatever than to just like not be brave enough to try. Mm -hmm. And I think we also have to evaluate like what is failure in something? Like are my tensions pure in this? Like when it comes to our podcast, like for us, the success of it is that we enjoy doing it. And it makes us feel just like our best selves and gives us like a sense of purpose. So in that way, it's a, it's a success for it to be a failure when for us to just like not like it. But for other people, it might be like having a certain amount of like listens or something, mm-hmm. but the value in it really is like the experience for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even things as silly as like trying a new sport or something like you try pickleball and you're not good at it. Is that a failure? Like, not really. The stakes are low. Like, you're just trying new things out and finding what sticks for you. And yeah, just like putting myself out there and not being afraid to fail, I guess, is Mm -hmm. my point. Because failure really isn't that bad. It's not even real. Like, who even cares? Um, And so once you realize that, the, the thought of like putting yourself out there is less scary. For sure. Okay, I guess we'll get into some 
tips and tricks for you guys now, now that we've shared a little bit about us. Yes. Um, like we said, these are kind of just blanket statements. Take what you want, leave what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like this will help out a few of you guys. And this is like honestly a topic that everybody struggles with, at least mm-hmm. at some point in their life. So like it is very relevant to everybody's life. Yeah. Um, my first tip is to try to dive deep into what is making you insecure or what's making you not feel confident or like standing in your own way. I feel like it's kind of hard to just feel or it's easy to feel discouraged and not confident and just kind of like go on autopilot and just like blindly not be confident and not really even realize what the issue is or why Mm -hmm. you're feeling that way. It's really easy to just like get stuck in that rut and yeah, stay there for a while longer than you should. Um, So getting specific about like what is the root of the issue, what's making you feel insecure is really important because say like the root of the issue is comparison. That's a lot different than like the root of the issue being trauma from your childhood or something. Like you need to figure out where it's stemming from so that you can identify it and work on it and move past it eventually. Exactly. And like one of those ways to move past is just like shifting your mindset and perspective. Mm -hmm. So an example being if you are like your self-confidence lies in your appearance and how you think other people might perceive it, whether it's, I don't know, like they think you're like beautiful or not. I don't know. That sounds so silly, but it's very real for everyone really. Yeah. In some way, we all have insecurities about the way we look. It's just kind of the society we live in. But you can shift your perspective from like worrying about how other people are seeing you and focus on why you have value in that anyways. Mm -hmm. Like what is that contributing to your life worrying about what someone else thinks or like if they do find you beautiful okay and then what like Mm -hmm. how does that impact me actually and just like I would rather someone when they think of me to think of something else that I bring to the table rather than just like she's pretty you know like Mm -hmm. it should be I think you said this like the least interesting thing about me is the way I look Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I always hear that when people are talking about like body confidence like Mm -hmm. my body is the least uh, interesting thing about me but overall appearance still stands true. Like yeah. like we said, we don't look at other people and we're like ranking our prettiest friends or something or like right. looking at strangers in the grocery store being like, oh, she's really cute and she's really ugly. Like, yeah. oh my God, I would literally never. And so, I mean, hopefully nobody's doing that right. to you either. But um, yeah, when you think of it like that, like nobody's looking at you and picking apart your appearance. Like people see you as a human and who you are, like as a whole person. They're not like... Mm-hmm looking at your skin or looking at your body or like looking at very specific things. Um, And going along with that, I think it's like with body confidence and like body positivity and stuff, I feel like people always make it out like the goal is to think that you're like this goddess, like the most beautiful thing to ever walk the earth. And I feel like deep down, a lot of people probably don't feel that way. And like they probably aren't going to feel like they're the most perfect, beautiful girl in the world because everybody has physical insecurities. Like some people more than others or some people things may bother them more than others but everybody has insecurities physically and so I like to kind of look at it like in a different light like my goal isn't necessarily to think I am the most perfect person ever right because I know I'm not um and that's okay like nobody's perfect and I'm not ever going to be perfect Mm -hmm. nobody is and so I think the goal for me kind of is just to place more value in other areas of my life like my personality my character my values my morals Mm -hmm my hobbies, 
my relationships with others. Like there's so many things that are more important than what I look like. Right. If I am having a good skin day or not, if I'm like feeling confident in my body that day or not. Like also all those things are always just flowing. You have ebbs mm-hmm. and flows and ups and downs and your body will inevitably change. Your skin will change. Your hair will change. We will all age. Like placing value in that is just, it's never going to be fulfilling in the long run because mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same forever. And I think a lot of people realize that as we do age and get older, yeah. like, babe, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And so if you have nothing else that you're bringing to the table or focusing on throughout your whole life, then one day you're going to be like just lost because right. you have no other sense of self other than your appearance, which is just really sad to me. Totally. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people from older generations will sometimes reflect too and wish they hadn't worried so much about their body and like what they looked like and just Mm -hmm. didn't let it keep them from enjoying other aspects of life. I feel like I see that a lot on social media. People will talk about like healing their inner child Mm -hmm. or like when they're going through a hard time imagining them talking to their younger self. And I think that's obviously so powerful and like a great thing to do. But I've been seeing an influx of people being like, imagine your older self. Imagine yourself like in your 80s or something with like grandchildren or whatever like just you older what advice would she give you what would she place value in like what would you guys talk about and that's so I mean it's honestly heartbreaking to think about us as like elderly women but I would hope to god that me as an 80 year old wouldn't be like I don't know only wanting to talk about appearance or like I feel like I would regret as I'm older placing so much value in that or like stressing out about that like Another thing that I've had insecurities with is my skin because I always had really nice skin in like high school and stuff. And then in my early 20s or so, I had like a struggle with acne and now it's been clearing up and like my skin is pretty good again. But looking back on that, like I would cry over it all the time or like cancel plans, not want to like see people if I was having like a quote unquote bad skin day. And it's just so sad to look back on, even though that was only like a year or two ago. I'm just like, it really wasn't that big of a deal like and nobody even cared like yeah do you think if I showed up to hang out with my friends they'd be like oh damn (laughs) like that's crazy (laughs) they would never they would value spending time with me and like value our time together and whatever activity we did when we hung out like they would not be thinking about my skin or what I looked like right and so yeah again just that perspective of like looking at something bigger than yourself or like the the bigger picture like you as an older lady what would she talk to you about what advice would she give you she wouldn't be like yeah you really need to get Botox right (laughs) literally that'd be blasphemy yeah that'd be crazy um yeah did also want to bring up like the idea of body neutrality so yeah I think it's really important to eventually come to a place where you can just accept yourself the way you are if you're you know healthy and taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um because also at the end of the day like these Instagram models like I'm not seeing them out and about. Like, we all look human. We look how we're supposed to look and how we're supposed to be. And this, like, idea of, like, a perfect body or skin or face or whatever is just, like, typically not even reality for the people that we see online. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, we're chasing after a goal that's not even attainable. Yeah, 100%. And also, like, filters, surgery, fillers, Mm -hmm. Botox. Like, you don't really know if an image is real unless like you're seeing that person in person 
even like I don't heavily edit my photos or like I don't try to look different online, but am I going to post the best angle of myself? Yes. Mm -hmm. Am I going to post the best selfie out of the 10 that I took? Absolutely. Why would I post the worst one? Um, So yeah, just like being a smart consumer of media Mm -hmm. is helpful because it's easy to kind of buy into the facade and just like compare yourself to things that aren't even real to begin with. For sure. If I start to feel like following someone specific is getting toxic for me, like it triggers unhealthy thoughts in my mind, I force myself to unfollow Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I don't need to be choosing to see things that trigger me, Mm -hmm. you know? I think a lot of people follow people almost like a hate follow, Mm -hmm. even if it's not like you fully hate them. But if somebody just irritates you, unfollow them because they're like negatively impacting your life. And that also goes along with if somebody's triggering to you or you find yourself comparing yourself to them or they're just making you feel any sort of negative emotion. Social media is literally not real. Like people place such value on following or unfollowing someone. I will unfollow somebody and show no remorse. Like it's not doing anyone harm really. And it's doing me good. So I'll always choose that. Right. (laughs) Like social media is whatever you make of it. And you're kind of creating your own digital environment. So you have to be picky about who you allow into that environment mm-hmm. because we do spend a lot of time on it. Mm-hmm. And just like how you should be picky with who you hang out with, you should be picky about who you're you know, observing online too. Yeah, exactly. Like if you would avoid them, if you saw them out in public, why are you following them on social media and right. interacting with them on a daily basis online? Like you don't need to be doing that to yourself. No. Oh, also... I follow all different types of people. I feel like it's interesting because I always see people post like that they unfollow people or they don't like people because they're not relatable to them anymore. Like say somebody blows up online and they like are getting more money or like have different friends. People are like, they're not relatable to me anymore. So I'm unfollowing them. And I find that really funny because I follow so many people that have different lifestyles than me look differently than I do, have different career paths, Mm. different body types. Like I like to follow people of all different walks of life because if I was only following white girls who are trying to become content creators, I would probably find myself comparing myself to them because we're in the same exact lane. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just not doing yourself any favors to only follow people that are similar to you because Obviously, they're putting their best foot forward online and you see the ins and outs of your everyday life. And so even if you guys are like at the same place in your life, you're going to feel like they're doing better than you Mm -hmm. because you only see the best of their life. And so if you're like very similar to them, it kind of gets hard because you're comparing your life to somebody else's highlight reel, of course. Right. And yeah, I think like it just is really helpful to follow people that are honestly not similar to you at all. It's interesting, Mm -hmm. A, because I like to see, like, other people that live in different countries or, like, have crazy weird jobs or just make different types of content than I do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, like, a really healthy tip for social media. Yeah. To see diversity. For sure. Yeah. I think I struggled with seeing things on social media, especially during college and then, I guess, probably during COVID, because I just felt like my life was moving so slowly. Like I think I had a lot of insecurity in terms of like 
career and finances and just like life experiences. And I eventually just had to like get to a point where I just like head down, like grinding, not looking at anything else and just like focusing on my path because all of our paths are and like should be different Mm -hmm. because we all want different things. We come from different places. That's just kind of the way it is. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to have like the exact same path and success or like end result as other people. So just like look down, focus on yourself and you'll probably get further faster that way yeah and how boring would it be if like everybody was just on a little ticking timer like oh you turn this age you do this right you turn this age you do this like something in my life that was a little bit off the beaten path was I took time off from college and I think a lot of people struggle with that if they like take a gap year or just like end up you know not living college and taking a break and going back to it or never going back to it I think that's like a sensitive topic for a lot of people But for me, I don't know why I just was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I had a different perspective on it where like, I'm going to have fun while I'm not in college and then go back. And so it was something in my life that like could have been, could have made me feel like I wasn't doing enough or like that I was behind, but I wasn't. No. And like, yeah, I'm on track for myself and that's just where everyone needs to be. And like, I believe personally that where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not where I'm not supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, the universe will like redirect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the little things in your life have added up to where you are now. So like, even if something feels catastrophic at the time, mm-hmm. or like it's not the right, like you made the wrong choice or something, you made the correct choice because like you're exactly where you're supposed to be, like you said. And so right. every decision that you made has led you to where you are now, which is mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be, which is kind of comforting to think about as well. Yeah. And I think also in terms of like being insecure about what other people are thinking about like what you're doing, what you're up to, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, in five years, are you going to still care about what that person probably thought of you? Mm -hmm. Like in terms of like posting on social media, if you want to be a content creator and you're like worried about people like in your normal life thinking it's weird, like when you're, when you become successful at it, are you still going to care? Like Mm -hmm. it won't matter because you got where you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important to not place value in what other people are thinking. Easier said than done, but yeah, redirect the energy. Yeah. I can't even remember what I posted five years ago. So obviously nobody else remembers anything that I posted. Like that can be kind of sad in a way that like nobody really cares that much, (laughs) but it's also like the best. Like nobody cares that much. You can post whatever you want and people are going to probably scroll right past it if they don't care about it or watch it and forget about it like definitely by five years they will have no clue they won't Mm -hmm. remember okay my last point is kind of silly but I remember the first time I was ever depressed was in the seventh grade and I was just a wee little child I didn't know what was going on but I was so sad and my mom like didn't know what was going on either she was just like I don't she's I don't think I'd ever been depressed. And she was just like, I'm so confused what to do with my child. And so she told me, she was like, just stand up tall and like hold your head up high and that will make you feel good on the inside. And so she literally made me, I remember, practice walking in the house. Uh She was like, put your little backpack on and like put your shoulders back, put your head up high and like walk with a purpose. When you're walking through the hallways, like just feel confident and you'll look confident confident on the inside. And it felt really silly at the time. And honestly, to say it, it still sounds silly, but it really is so true. It's like all the little things that you do add up. And eventually, if you just like fake it till you make it, it'll become true one day. 
even if it's something as silly as like practicing walking around with confidence in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I have two little points going off of that. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but like doing this superhero pose before mm-hmm. a job interview, that's yeah. kind of like the same thing. Like yeah. they say before you have like something big that you're nervous for, anxious for to like stand like in a superhero position for, I don't know, like 10 seconds at least. Mm-hmm. And it just something in your brain it like actually works to boost your confidence. Yeah. I took a public speaking class in college and she made us all do yeah. that the day before we came into class to give our speech. Like we all had to yes. stand like this. <laughs> and it works. It makes you feel so powerful. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> um, and then another thing I recently saw a TikTok of a girl in her bikini and it was just basically about like us girls feeling insecure in our swimsuits Mm -hmm. in the summer, which is, I think everyone can relate to that. Um, And she just took two clips, two video clips in the TikTok. And the first one was like, she was kind of covering herself with her arms and like, just like looking a little uncomfortable. And then the second one, she was like standing up straight, like shoulders back, head high, like smiling and just like not worrying about her body Mm -hmm. and her confidence just like exuded so much more energy she looked better Mm -hmm. and I think what it comes down to is like focus more on like the energy you're putting out because that's what's actually going to be picked up by people they're not worried about how your body's looking but like how you act and like the confidence you exude is people can pick up on that Mm -hmm. for sure 100% I love that video concept because yeah it is so true Mm -hmm. like people can kind of read your energy and see how you're feeling and if you're covering up or like just feeling not confident and you're, I don't know, you just look like more insecure and sad and small. And yeah, if you like are realizing your own value and your worth and you're smiling and you're feeling confident and you're exuding positive energy, that's going to make other people more comfortable too. Like if I'm around somebody and I can tell that they're like secure in their self and comfortable, it makes me feel more willing to be open with them and be like truly myself as well. It's beautiful. Yes. 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 Well, (laughs) um that was it for this episode i think hopefully this just could kind of boost your mood and maybe there are some a few like nuggets that like you can take with you to kind of help you boost your self-esteem and confidence and have a hot girl summer because being a hot girl is it's it's on the inside it's Mm -hmm. the energy it is it's a mentality Mm -hmm um yeah that's all we got if you want to meet other girlies in the same position as you because the best the best thing to do when you're feeling this way is surround yourself with others Mm -hmm. that can make you feel comfortable join our geneva group and chat with the girlies we'll have it linked down below um we're really excited about that and hope that you guys join and chat in there yeah join the group chat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of our social medias so we have tiktok um instagram pinterest at bandpractice.podcast and then we also each individually have a youtube channel so we'll link those as well we are vlogging Mm -hmm. actually this day that you see us um (laughs) and whatever else we end up posting but Mm -hmm. yeah we're having fun online and it's just like another way for us to hang out together yeah so fun that's all we got We hope to see you at the next band practice and thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. You're all beautiful and you are a value. Yes. We value you. We do. We love you. Kisses. See you next week. (laughs)